You're listening to Femme Wonk. I'm your host, Katie Davey, and I'm on a mission to raise the conversation around policy and gender inclusion. We've got something new for you this week. We want to talk about all things cabinet. And instead of waiting to do that on Wednesday or Thursday, I decided to do a part one and a part two. Today, we'll chat with you about what we need to know about the cabinet shuffle happening on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, we'll do another mini episode talking about our assessment of the cabinet and their mandate letters. And if you have any questions that we haven't covered in this episode, or if you want to provide your own thoughts on the the federal cabinet, send us a message. We've also got an update on the remainder of 2019, which, oh my God, it's crazy to say. (laughs) After this week, we'll be taking a bit of a podcasting break until the new year. Uh, First of all, I need a break. Um, And second of all, I want to take this time to really evaluate what we've been doing with Femlock. We've had some huge successes over this first year, um, and we've learned a lot of lessons. So I want to take all of that information and come back stronger in January. I'll likely send out a survey or something like that over the next few weeks. So please do let us know what you think. We're also going to be filling that podcasting gap with some blogging. It's been quite a long time since we were putting out regular blogs. So I'm playing with a few ideas for December, which will include some personal reflections, some femwonk reflections, some policy stuff, and really anything in between. So do let us know if there's anything you think we should be ranting and blog form about. (laughs) Okay. So the fall is busy when it comes to politics in Canada, especially when we've got a federal election going on. Many provinces take a bit of a summer break from their legislatures, but this year, many also pushed their return back until after the federal election. This means we've got a lot happening right now. So Jason Kenney's UCP in Alberta uh, recently went back to the legislature. Doug Ford in Ontario is coming back soon. And today is the speech from the throne in New Brunswick, which is how a new um, session of the legislature kicks off. So as a small aside, as you'll remember, in New Brunswick, currently there is a minority conservative government propped up by the People's Alliance. A throne speech is a confidence vote, which means that the People's Alliance could, in theory, vote against it, and then the government would fall. Although I get quizzed fairly frequently on if I think New Brunswick will be back to the polls soon, I don't think this throne speech will fail. I am keen, however, to see what is and actually more so what isn't included in it. Um, Maybe that's how I'll kick my blogging off again, so stay tuned. Um, And in addition to all of this and the cabinet shuffle, the Trudeau government will also call the House back on December 5th. It's going to be a busy month, so maybe I will have a bonus episode or two. I guess you'll just have to wait and see. So, the federal cabinet. In 2015, the Trudeau cabinet was characterized by the because it's 2015, quote, the response to this was, or the response rather was um, because the Trudeau government put together a gender balanced cabinet. This time around, a gender balanced cabinet is a no brainer. So I have to say, I'm pretty happy that the biggest story um, about the 2015 cabinet is a no brainer this time around. It does show that we're making progress, even if it is a little slower than we'd all like. Um, So I'll start with some logistics to help you cut through the noise tomorrow when the cabinet is um, shuffled. So first, this isn't a new cabinet. So the cabinet um, heads the executive branch of government, which means that although there was an election, the cabinet is actually not affected by that. 
Even though during an election campaign, the prime minister is trying to win his own seat back, he remains the prime minister. The same goes with ministers that lost their seat. So, for example, Ralph Goodell. He is still a member of the cabinet until either he resigns that post or is removed by the prime minister. Another way to look at it is if a minister um, remains in their current portfolio, so say, for example, Bill Morneau remains in finance, they won't have to be sworn in again. If they change portfolios or if a new member enters the cabinet, they will be sworn into that position. So if you're talking about cabinet on Wednesday or even Thursday, you should avoid saying that this is a new cabinet, but rather saying it is a cabinet shuffle. And what exactly is a cabinet is a great question to ask as well. So as I mentioned, the cabinet heads the executive branch of government. Simply put, the cabinet is the government. So the cabinet has a legal responsibility for their departments. um, And this is different from members of parliament. So you'll sometimes hear members of the party that is in government referred to as members of the liberal or conservative government. This is false. The only members of the government are the cabinet. So how are they appointed? Well, as you know, in Canada, um, we have a queen. You may be familiar with her because you recently binge-watched the entire third season of The Crown on Netflix, which I will not judge you for. Um, So Queen Elizabeth II is the queen of Canada. Uh, She's the head of state here in Canada. However, the queen has a representative in in Canada, rather, um, referred to as the governor general. So technically, the governor general is actually who appoints cabinet ministers because the cabinet is in service to the crown. This is why you'll see um, Governor General Julie Payette uh, at the swearing-in tomorrow. However, in practice, the PM, the prime minister, picks a cabinet and the governor general remains um, kind of a ceremonious role here. So what about a minority situation? Luckily, you'll all be fully briefed on the minority situation because in our uh, pre-election episode, we did kind of a preemptive briefing on minority governments, so you should know this issue inside and out. But how does it impact cabinet? Well, it doesn't, unless it does. (laughs) It's kind of a, yeah pretty political answer, I guess. Um, So nothing says that the cabinet must be made up of MPs from the governing party. In theory, the prime minister could appoint a member from another party, and speculations have occurred um, around if he might appoint the one NDP member elected in Alberta, but this basically never happens. What has happened in the past is a senator um, from the particular governing party will hold a role in cabinet to fulfill a representation gap, but this is also unlikely to happen because um, this time around there are no longer liberal senators in the Senate. Um, Much of this has to do with something called cabinet confidentiality. So in cabinet, um, you know, people are free to express their own views or cabinet ministers are free to express their views, their opinions. Um, their opposition, etc. However, they are not able to share those um, outside of the cabinet room. So having a member of a different party, for example, would be, um, would put both that member and the cabinet in a bit of a weird position. So that is, I think, often why it is avoided. Um, But what do I mean by representation? So we already talked about a gender balance, um, but a cabinet by convention, not by law, considers a number of other representational factors, including regionality, language, experience, and in the case of this cabinet, 
diversity factors that represent Canada. So we should expect to see these things maintained in this um, shovel. Naturally, the next question then is what about Alberta and Saskatchewan? So there were no liberals elected in either Alberta and Saskatchewan. And as I just mentioned, the prime minister could use a number of other mechanisms to appoint somebody from those provinces. He could also technically appoint any person to cabinet. So there were rumors um, that perhaps the mayor of Calgary, Mayor Nenshi, would join cabinet. But I don't think that that's realistic. Um, the prime minister could take another approach and appoint a regional minister um, or he could make a point of appointing, geez, let's say appointing, how many How many more times can we say this? <laughs> um, so he could make a point of appointing a senior, um, you know, prime minister's office advisor from those provinces. Um, I've chatted with many folks on this particular um, cabinet gap, and it seems like the situation could really go anyway. So um, on this, I don't actually have a prediction. I will just have to wait and see. The other thing a cabinet does um, is shows where the prime minister's focus will be. So he'll appoint strong senior ministers, typically to portfolios that have high importance to the government's agenda. So you'll also see this outlined in their mandate letters, which is basically a job description for the minister that follows, um, uh, that, that is provided to each minister rather. Um, people often highlight the kind of, quote, important ministries as finance, justice, foreign affairs, um, and a few others. But I think this government um, will also have a strong emphasis on intergovernmental affairs, um, a strong emphasis on an environment minister, and maybe a strong emphasis on health because of um, you know, the commitments around pharmacare. I also think there will still be a strong um, focus on social services, whatever that ministry looks like. Um, and this government also really likes to send signals to kind of signal. So I would assume that we'll also see signals towards reconciliation. There might be signals towards oil to kind of appease again that Alberta and Saskatchewan um, challenge. And I would not be shocked if this cabinet overall is a signal itself, makes a signal, I guess. So this is just a mini episode, so we're not going to go into much more than this. Um, do you feel ready for the shuffle? I know I am. Um, this, I guess, is like fantasy football for political nerds. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this brief. Join us again Thursday morning for our post-review. And as I mentioned, do feel free to send us a note if you think we missed anything or if you want to highlight something for us on Thursday. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Femwonk. And I'm Katie at Femwonk.com. Thanks so much.